0: I really wanted to make Peruvian friends. I just thought that would help me get to know the culture and the language so much more. And that was my goal in exchange, not to hang out and party a lot and (laughs) have a year of fun. I really did want to get fluent in Spanish and get to know this place.
1: Hello all, and welcome to another episode of Audio Stew. I'm your host, Kurt Bailey, and today's guest is Phoebe Dunbar. Phoebe is a good friend of mine from UNK, uh, she's a super fun and interesting person she's been on a lot of adventures over the years and so I asked her if she'd come on the show and talk about one of those adventures um, she went to Peru for a gap year between high school and college and really had a, a very cool experience there so she's going to talk about that today we talked about a few other things along the way and uh, so yeah I really hope you enjoy today's show Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Audio Stew. This is the third episode of season one. I'm very excited to be here today. Um, my guest today is why don't well why don't you just say who you are?
0: I'm Phoebe Dunbar.
1: It's Phoebe Hi. Dunbar, the the one and the only. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I think I've had this discussion with people before, where I was like. The one and the only. And then I'm like, no, probably probably not. Probably not somewhere <laughs> else in the world. But but you are you are you and I'm I'm glad you're here. So <laughs> glad be here. yeah. Um, so Phoebe, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, we know your name. That's a good start. It is a good start. Um I really like the name Phoebe by the way. It's Thank kinda you. it's kinda it's kinda classy, I like it. Mm. Um I like it too and uh anyway i'm sidetracking myself already um, <laughs> so let's find out maybe like where you're from um a little bit about your family things you're interested in and uh then we'll we'll hop into our topic today which is uh is a little it's about an adventure that Phoebe had a while back so <laughs> that's your tease for later while she introduces herself <laughs>
0: I'm Phoebe. I'm from Hastings, Nebraska. I wasn't born there, but I grew up all of my life that I can remember is from Hastings.
2: Okay.
0: Um, speaking of adventure, I was actually born in the UK. What? In, in Cambridge, no. England. Yeah. You would. My life started as an adventure. You're like infinitely known. more
1: interesting by just saying that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like three words in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my dad is a Lutheran pastor. Um, And when he was in seminary to become a pastor, which is like a master's program, so he had already done undergrad. Um, He and my my mom were already married, and they did one of their, his years in seminary was like a year abroad. Um,
2: Oh,
1: okay. He went to the UK
0: and lived at a, like a sister college there. Huh. I happened to be born that year.
1: Well, that's super cool. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And so I was born in June, and their like year ended in like July or August or something. Okay. So... I didn't live there for long. I don't know any of it. Mm. Uh, I don't remember any of it. But, yeah. Okay. I don't have dual citizenship. People ask me that a lot. I don't know how UK
1: citizenship works, but
0: it's not like you can't just be born there and then.
1: Shoot. That would be cool. I would love to say that, like, I'm actually a citizen of England, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: My dad did some sort of DNA test thing a while back, and apparently. Apparently he's, like, 90% from, like, the UK or something like that. Wow.
0: That's a lot. We basically
1: just say, like, we're related to royalty and stuff. And oh, yeah. Yeah, clearly. It's a good
0: chance. Yeah.
1: Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a garbage person. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I sidetracked you good. So, born in the UK. So I
0: was born in the UK. And my family lived in Missouri for a little bit and Idaho for a little bit. But, again, all of my memory is from Hastings. Okay. Uh, yeah. And now I'm a junior here at UNK, and I'm studying wildlife biology, which I love a lot, especially recently. I've been getting more into my biology and wildlife specific classes, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. This semester, I'm in insect biology. Uh, It's grosser than I thought. I (laughs) thought I was going to be like, no big deal. But then he like, showed us a video of maggots on our first day, and he dissected oh, cockroaches. Uh, and then I was like, oh, uh, this is not great. But maybe I'll learn to really love bugs by the end. That's my hope.
1: If you can learn to love maggots, I would be really impressed. <laughs> then you can learn to love anything. <laughs> um,
0: within wildlife, though, I think my main interests are in uh, reptiles and amphibians, okay. collectively called H-E-R-T-S. Herpetofauna is the real word, but people call it herps for short. So I took that class last fall, and it was so fun. We'd, like, go on field trips and catch rattlesnakes and stuff.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Birds I like a lot, too. That's more recent. And plants are really cool. I took some plant classes last semester, and now I know way more, and they're really cool. Huh. So basically anything I learn about, I like more. So who knows where I'll end up or... That's
1: whatever. <laughs> that's really cool. Do you have uh, somewhere that you're wanting to go with that, or is it just you like learning?
0: I do like learning a lot. Um, I've been thinking I'd like to do something with outdoor education. Okay. Um, that's basically what I did last summer. Um, I worked at a outdoor education center in Hastings called Prairie Loft. Um, okay. And kids would come every day, uh, and I would take them on hikes and read them books about. Mm-hmm. Birds or plants, and uh, we do art projects and all kinds of stuff, and just get to teach them about nature, which is really fun. So I think I'd like to do something with that. I'm still pretty open
1: to whatever happens. So. Hmm. Yeah. That, that sounds really interesting. Because I mean, we we talked a little bit before we started recording about like all the 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 new birds and stuff that you've been seeing on your yeah. trips. Yeah. Um, and it just. I think it's really cool because you sound like so fascinated by everything <laughs> I am. And I love that so much because a lot of people like don't have that that like perspective on life or like that mm. sense of like wonder or whatever they'll just like walk by and like you know they're on their phone or whatever and doing their thing and then you would walk by and be like oh my gosh there's that bird over there <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's usually how it goes yeah, yeah.
1: and I just yeah that's so cool I love that that's great
0: thanks I think it's cool with animals too like I feel like anybody can be interested in them like as a kid you learn all like the basics whatever and so as an adult you still kind of have that like information in your Mm -hmm. mind but it's it's cool to teach people like here the animals right around you yeah and yeah
2: Yeah. Hmm. I gotcha
0: Uh, outside of wildlife I love music a lot. I'm in show choir and choir at UNK. Um, And I lead worship at the Christian Student Fellowship. I'll play guitar and lead worship there. So Mm -hmm. music is a big part of my life too. Uh, Also rock climbing is a big one that I've gotten into more recently. Uh, Tons of fun. I love it a lot. So, yeah.
1: I I have a habit of... uh I shouldn't say habit. It's only happened, with, I suppose, with John too. But like, because I had John on last year. But I've a habit of bringing people on that are significantly mm-hmm. better than me at the activity. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh yeah, rock climbing. Oh, rock climbing is fun. And then I'll watch like Phoebe or John rock climb and be like, oh, they like really like it. Like, way more than I. <laughs> so, yeah, you just came off of that that trip of you went rock climbing for like a week right
0: yeah i didn't have a, a j-term class this january so i have been really wanting to do an outdoor rock climbing trip i went for the first time last fall with some friends um but yeah then i went to nevada and into california for a few days
2: mm-hmm.
0: just like two weeks ago mm-hmm.
2: with
0: um john and then bethany and luke who are two grad students at unk um it was really cool i gotcha Fun to go climb outdoors on real rock. Uh, It's kind of a learning experience for all of us. We all kind of figuring out what we were doing with, like, the outdoor side of it.
1: Yeah. Um, Because it's a different style of climbing, right?
0: It is. It's a lot... It's tougher and it's scarier. It just has, like, higher risk Mm -hmm. involved than climbing at the wall. So we all... We took it slow and sort of worked our way up to what we were comfortable with. Um, But it was really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: I also... Uh, took a spontaneous trip to Texas with my brother.
1: Oh.
0: It was after, like, all the holiday stuff had finished up, and my parents went back to work, and my other brother had gone back to college, and then it was, like, what do I do mm-hmm. now? I have nothing. I'm just going to sit at home. And I was like, I still have, like, two weeks left. I should do something with that. And so I was like, hey, Oliver, you're, <laughs> we like, standing in the kitchen one night. I was like, listen to this. What if... <laughs> We drove to Texas. (laughs) And you could go fishing, because you love fishing, and I could go birding, and maybe look for some snakes or salamanders. We could camp. He was like, yeah, sure, okay. So then, like, three days later, we just drove to Texas. Wow. It was (laughs) really cool. And cool to be able to do something that spontaneously. I, like, I'm a planner, and so we did do a bit of planning for that, but with two people, you can kind of just work it out. Yeah,
1: it's a little bit easier than yeah planning something spontaneously with like a whole bunch of people and stuff
0: especially like when you're not in the same place we live in the same house so i can always
1: just be like hey what do
0: you think about this idea (laughs) instead of like texting every idea or something like that.
1: yeah i've been trying to work on that a lot i'm like not a spontaneous person at all and i'm like like it's okay kurt you don't have to have everything like planned (laughs) out ready to go yeah
0: i've i try to work on that too
1: Sounds like your your spot in 80 is a little more than mine, (laughs) though. That that was a big one. That was a big step. I need to go outside today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write it in my calendar, but I think I'm going to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should get a planner, though. I don't know. My life's been been a little more crazy. But that's fun. Yeah. So that's, that's the gist of the the basics of Phoebe I'm sure there's a lot more but
0: yeah probably that's a good start
1: that's a good start okay fair (laughs) enough did you um you said uh you moved around a lot when you were really little like so you you said you moved from like Missouri to Idaho is that right is that because your dad was a pastor or okay
0: yeah so he went back to um Concordia to his university in St. Louis Missouri after the year in England, and then he did his first year of, um, like, an internship, basically, mm-hmm. where he was a pastor at a church and helped out there, and they placed him in Idaho for that, and then his first call officially was to play church in Hastings, hmm. and he's been there since. It was really cool. Hmm. His pastors, a lot of time move around a lot, and so it's really cool that he's been able to be in the same place and, like, really build a community there.
1: So, uh, he's been there for over 15 years something like I that I think it's like 20 years 20 yeah. years okay
0: yeah
1: Oh, wow, that is really cool yeah and so you're you're Lutheran yourself you growing mm-hmm. up with all that and, okay yep gotcha some point I'll have to talk to you about that because I don't like I've I've had like one conversation with a friend who grew up in a Lutheran church just because where I was from it just there really wasn't that that church wasn't like around kind of mm. um I think there was maybe a small one in Central City. I don't remember. But yeah. Pretty much everyone I knew was like just from the E free church, so it was just like oh, whatever. Yeah. But I had a conversation with uh a friend for like four hours about stuff wow. and I was like, whoa. Like this is really cool in a lot of ways. So I don't know. At some point we ought to talk more about that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um let's see here. So that's, that's Phoebe. Let's, uh, let's transition into, into why I, I brought you on other than, you know, you're just a cool person. <laughs> um, you, if I'm, I, I don't know very much about this, <laughs> so I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants, Go for it. but you, after high school went somewhere out of, out of the, out of the America into, <laughs> into the South America. <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> so you what what's what's the what's the gist of the story there?
0: Um so I was an exchange student for a year after I graduated high school I did a gap year. Um and lived in Peru in okay. South America for that year before I started college here in Kearney.
1: Gotcha. And Peru is I'm gonna see how good my fifth ah. grade fifth grade geography is here. <laughs> That's on the, the north, northwest coast of South America. Is that correct? Yeah. So Somewhere it's like
0: ear shaped kind of right, like Africa. Yeah. So there's like on the left, on the west side, there's like the hump, you know, yeah. and it's like right below that. So it's on okay. the coast and it's right before it like curves to okay. the west.
1: I you. Gotcha. I think, yeah. Thereabouts. In, yeah. in case the audience isn't sure, I would recommend uh, looking at a map. <laughs> that would help you a lot more than my, my words, yes. Yeah. So you graduate high school. Why Why in the world what led you to <laughs> be like, hey, I should go to Peru for a year? <laughs> uh,
0: so the program that I did this with was called Rotary Youth Exchange.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, it's a program through... Rotary International, which is the bigger group. Um, They're uh, mostly a service-based organization. There's a lot of, uh, like, older people, like lots of white men in their 40s and 50s and 60s (laughs) who are part of Rotary clubs. Um, And so, yeah, service is a big part of the whole organization, but one of the programs they have is this youth exchange program okay uh it started after world war 2 with basically the goal of world peace hmm. uh, which seems like a pretty high order but yeah. <laughs> sure. um, the premise was to send you know german kids to the US and a american kid to germany and just to learn about each other's culture huh. um to bring the world back together um which by having like a first hand experience like that living long term and getting to really dive into a country's culture and language that that would just bring a lot more understanding between countries especially countries that have um, kind of rough histories
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and yeah to promote peace peace and service are two big parts of rotary um, and so that program has continued today uh, it's they have some other shorter term programs too but mostly it's Our main program is a year-long exchange for kids, 15 to 18. So really, it's for, like, high schoolers. It's Mm -hmm. not, uh, like, a college study abroad thing. Okay. So I was...
1: You're kind of, like, uh, at the tail end of
0: that. Yeah, I was 18 when I left, and so I was one of the older students. Um, I found out about it because my family hosted an exchange student,
2: Oh, uh, a girl okay. from Finland
0: came to my high school, and we were her first host family in the US. Huh. So there had been other exchange students through Rotary and other programs in my high school before. My family decided we would host one, so Alyssa was her name. She stayed with us for three months, I think-ish. She came in like August. Um, and so getting to meet her and really see the program like firsthand
2: mm-hmm.
0: was really cool. Uh, and I had I knew that I wanted to do some sort of travel, study abroad, something like that mm-hmm. at some point in my life. It was a pretty vague <laughs> goal, whether that was in the country or out or at one point in my life. But uh, getting to have her at our house and in our high school and just see her learning our culture and our language is really cool. And so I decided to apply for the next year to do the same program that she was doing. Mm. And so I applied. I actually didn't get in originally. Really? It was, uh, they had like two or three times as many applicants as they normally did. Uh, and so I wasn't in the top <laughs> half that made the cut. But then there was so much interest that in they expanded it. And so they let like three extra students go. And so then they,
2: oh, okay. after
0: they said, nope, sorry. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to college now. i got to figure that out. <laughs> and then two months later, they're like, hey, remember Actually. that thing you applied for? You still want to do that? And so it was a roller coaster of wow. uh, <laughs> figuring out my future. <laughs> but, yeah. So then I got into the program, and they placed me in Peru. You could choose, like, your – I think you made a list of your top ten countries. Okay. So you had some control over where you wanted to go, but it's not a guarantee –
1: where else did you were you interested in?
0: Peru is actually my top choice. Oh, okay. I was not picky about it, though. I was like, there's no way they're going to give me my number one choice, so it doesn't yeah. really matter the order of them. I knew I wanted to go to a Spanish-speaking country because okay. I had taken four years of Spanish in my high school at that point. Yeah. I really wanted to learn more of that. So I think my top countries were all South America or Latin America, Spanish-speaking mm. countries. Okay interesting spain was on there too i was like i don't know egypt would be cool so i put that one on there (laughs) uh yeah but they did give me my top choice which kind of just happened (laughs) to be peru uh yeah so after i graduated high school in may of 2017 um the end of july i got on the plane to lima peru and then came back at the end of june
1: okay so it was
0: almost a full year it was like 11 months and two weeks or something. Hmm. Yeah. So that's how it all came about.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got you. That's really interesting. Um, why, was there a reason why you wanted to go to Peru over a different Spanish speaking country or?
0: I didn't do a lot of research into the countries. Okay. Um, like I said, I didn't think it was going to matter. Like, I thought it was kind of just up to the program where yeah, yeah, I yeah. went. Um, I don't know. I must have had some good stereotypes about Peru in my head, though. <laughs> I was like, Machu Picchu is there. That's like the Incas, like Emperor oh, New Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Vibe. I, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They really, I did, really didn't put a lot of effort into it, which is kind of just... like throwing my fate to the, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <to> the gods.
1: <laughs> I see. Uh,
2: huh.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about when you're, once you're actually there, that initial, like first, you know, couple weeks, couple months, that kind of time, I guess. You first step off the plane, <laughs> what what's running through your head or whatever? You're like, you're in Peru, you're like, wow, I'm I'm here now. Is that...
0: Yeah, uh, I was really scared I wasn't going to find my host family at the airport.
1: Okay.
0: So I was like, I don't know what these people look like. Yeah. I kind of speak their language. I'm suddenly in this foreign country. They were there, of course. It was okay. fine. Uh, no big deal. They had, like, a poster, I think, mm-hmm. with my name on it. So I found them. But... Um... It was just a like a pure feeling of adventure hmm. just knowing I was in a completely new place um, where like every little thing was gonna be different, or I just had no expectations um, I didn't know anything about I don't know just all the little different things you never think about that change when you're in a completely different culture mm-hmm. uh. It's very, like, exciting, though. They talk about in, like, we would do training sessions and stuff to prepare you for your exchange. Um, They talk about the honeymoon phase. So, Mm -hmm. like, the first month or two months are, like, just a super high. Yeah. Uh, Everything is new and exciting, and you don't have any of the struggles yet of being away from home, like homesickness or Mm. um, any of that. And So I think that was, that was true. I lived the first two weeks in Lima, which is the capital. Yep. Um, And I think all of the exchange students stayed there the first couple weeks. And then after that, we spread out to the cities we would stay in. Mm -hmm. Um, There were 40 some exchange students in Peru the same year, the same program. Okay. From countries all over the world. So I had good friends from. Belgium, and France, and Brazil, and Canada, and <laughs> so all cool. these places. Yeah, so in addition to learning all about Peru's culture, I got to learn a lot about all other, well, mostly European <laughs> countries and cultures,
1: yeah,
0: um, which is really cool, too. Um, for most of the year, I lived in Arequipa, Arequipa okay. Peru, uh, which is in the very south of the country. It's, I think, the second biggest city in the country. Hmm. Lima is ten million people, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And Arequipa is like one million. So still a big city. Um Yeah. I went to school there. That's part of the Rotary program is that you have to go to school the whole year there. Usually it's a high school.
1: Yeah.
0: Um since a lot of the kids are high school age, <clears throat> they are placed in a high school in whatever they're country is. I actually went to a university, though. Okay. I think because I was already of age in Peru. Like, 18 is adult. Yeah. And 16 is usually when you graduate high school, colegio. Um, so I went to a university there, which is really cool. Uh, none of it was for college credit. Um, and the goal of the program isn't really school. It definitely okay. helps a lot, but with like the world peace thing it's the goal is to learn the culture and the language and just really get to know hmm. that place and build connections there interesting so school really helped do all those things but yeah, I wasn't like
1: so wait what did you did you because it was a university like pick out all your classes and stuff or was it like what did you even study while you were there then
0: I didn't really have a major I think technically it was like humanities okay or a lot of what my classes were um the first semester i felt like they kind of just threw us into random classes <laughs> i had like a communications class where we like talked about grammar which is really weird because i know spanish grammar pretty well because i've only ever learned it in a class
2: mm-hmm.
0: like that's just how i learned the languages by like here's how you conjugate verbs and yep. this is how yep. accents are supposed to work but a lot of the kids there like didn't study it that much they just like grew up speaking it you know yeah. like we do English so it wasn't like natural to them it's like we talked about things where I was like well duh that's how you spell this word <laughs> like yeah that's how you are supposed to say this but like to them it's I don't know not they didn't learn it as like strictly like textbook like that huh I also had an English like a literature class not English it's Spanish but literature okay. <laughs> um I think I had a... At some point I had a math class. I had like a stats class and an algebra class. The second semester I had more uh, control over my classes. So I took... Um, one of the math classes I chose to take. I think I started taking like a religion class. Hmm. But it was really hard. So then I stopped. <laughs> I
1: dropped it. It's, yeah. So how... I don't know what the exact term is. How fluent of a a Spanish speaker are you?
0: I would say I'm fluent. Uh, it's getting rusty (laughs) (laughs) after whatever, three years of not speaking it every day. I would still say I'm, I'm fluent. At least I can understand Hmm. pretty much everything. Vocabulary words like take a little longer to like click to think of in my head. Um,
1: but, but if we wanted to, we could switch to switch to Spanish for the rest of this conversation. Probably we could. Yeah, that'd be okay, pretty cool. Okay, let's not do that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good plan. It might cause... be a one-sided conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, uh, I think I, I think I heard, I think I heard the word perro. <laughs> I can't even roll my R's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, did you was language really much of a barrier then? Since you had studied it a lot, or
0: at the beginning of the year, I, of the, like, 20 extensions in Arequipa, I was probably the one who knew the most Spanish. Okay. I think Hastings has a really good Spanish program, and I, I just worked hard at it. Um, so I started out pretty good. I, like, talking to native speakers is different than, like, talking to my Spanish teacher who speaks slowly and knows my limits. <laughs> yeah. Versus, like, just another kid my age who...
2: Speaks yeah. super fast yep. and
0: uses slang that I don't understand and
2: hmm.
0: stuff like that. So I definitely wasn't, like, on top of the conversation every all the time. But I knew enough that I could communicate what I needed.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think, okay, because, like, I've had... The high school I grew up in um, had, like, a foreign exchange student type thing mm. um and so we had a lot of international students who would come and for a lot of them it was like they'd taken some English classes in their home country but like they really mm-hmm. like it just depended on who it was some of them were like super like super easy to talk to mm-hmm. but a lot of them were kind of like it'd take a while and you'd have to like slow down and things like that so yeah that kind of kind of sounds a little bit like your situation but Probably you had a little, little more advantage over most other students there that had been in the same program.
0: Yeah, I would say so. It's it just requires a lot of effort to like stay mm. on top of the conversation. Like you can be sitting in a room with everyone speaking English around you and sort of passively listen. Like you don't yeah. really have to focus on what's happening. You can just like pick up pieces of the conversation. But that's not really how it works in another language. Like if I'm standing in a circle of friends, I have to be like actively listening and trying to understand Mm -hmm. every person to like follow where the conversation is going.
2: Mm. And if
0: I like space out for a second or start thinking about something, it's hard to get back into it.
2: Mm.
0: You just have to put a lot of energy into translating all the time. I remember being really tired the first couple weeks because it was just like your brain is working so fast all the time to
2: Mm.
0: translate everything and eventually it kind of clicks and it's not like you're hearing a sentence in Spanish, translating it to English, and then like writing a sentence in English in your head and translating it to Spanish. It just all kind of happens at okay. once. Like, I don't have to translate. I just hear it, and I understand it, and then I speak.
1: See, I was wondering, yeah, if you ever got to that sort of point where... Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
0: And it's really, really cool to get to that point. And I think once you can do that, you'll not forget it as fast. Yeah. I think so many people take... Spanish in high school and then don't practice it and don't remember any of it because they didn't get to that like, I don't know if you call that fluency
1: or what, but hmm. Did you ever um, I've talked with some friends about this. Did you ever get to that point where you like, in your dreams and stuff, it's like all in Spanish or whatever or was it, no
0: I never have. Okay I don't think maybe and I just didn't remember them but I've heard people say that too, that like once you dream in another language, you're like fluent in it, or you know it huh. well. That's a thing I've heard people say. And after a year in this country, I had, I had one dream, but I was like conjugating in my dream. I was like, this bird means this in Spanish. And I was like that doesn't that doesn't count. That's not that's not the same.
1: So, that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: What uh? We'll we'll go back a little bit. Um. So did you have the same host family the whole time you were there, or did you bounce around, or how did that work?
0: I had... Uh, depends on how you count. I had two main host families.
1: Okay.
2: So I
0: had a the first two weeks when I was in Lima, I had a family for that short time. And then when I was in Arequipa, I had two host families for, like, five months each-ish.
1: Okay.
0: Um, in... February, that was our summer break. South of the equator, seasons are flipped. So, oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I got there. I left in July and got there in winter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <And> <laughs> then I had like their spring semester basically, and then had Christmas and then summer break.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Weird. <laughs> and then so during February, I had I spent a month in a different city called Pucallpa, which is like in the jungle. Okay. Super amazing. So I had a host family in that city too, and I stayed in Lima again for the few days on the way there and stayed with the family then. Uh, anyway, I mainly had two or three okay. host families.
1: And so, what what was that like? I mean, you're. Were you like really connected with them, or was it just kind of like this is where I stay? Like
0: <laughs> the family I was most felt most at home with was the family in Pucallpa where I was just for a month. Okay. Um, I don't know what exactly it was about it. I had a host sister who was about my age, and she would take me around the city and to her university and stuff like that. And so it was cool to have that connection hmm. and my. Host mom was just really sweet and like would tease me and like was touchy like she would
1: yeah
2: hm.
0: hug me a lot and things like that that were just really nice. Um, so that family was really great. I didn't have any bad families by any means. Okay. Um, my first host family, I had a host sister my age for a few weeks. She was actually going on an exchange to France for okay. the same program. Um, so I just happened to arrive before she left. Um, and so I got to meet her and she left a little bit after that. And then it was just my host mom and I in that family. Um, so that was a little hard because the being, like, I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any connections. Like I was trying to meet friends at school or like hang out with the exchange students mm-hmm. and then to have home just be one person was a little tough especially like I was used to my parents and my two brothers and it's just like a a full house and loud and happy all the time and there's always someone around to hang out with and then it was more like just home alone (laughs) or with my mom. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's people outside.
0: The second host family I lived with okay. for the most of the year. I had a host sister who was 12. She just stayed in her room a lot. <laughs> I didn't talk to her too much, which was sad, but she was,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, teenager and was, I don't know, touchy about stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I got along with my host parents in that family really well, too. My dad and I would sit at the kitchen table at night all the time, just talk about, like,
1: Conspiracy
0: theories and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he had some crazy ideas, so it was, huh. it was always a fun time.
1: <laughs> what was the, what was the craziest idea he had?
0: Um, he... or maybe
1: smartest. I don't know. It depends. Yeah, on how.
0: he yeah he could probably defend it better than I do because I'm skeptical. <laughs> uh, he thinks that aliens do exist and have okay. already invaded Earth. Okay. And live among us. Okay. Um, and all of like the alien movies we have are like legit Mm. it's their way of like warming us up to the idea of having aliens so that eventually Mm. they can uh like come out and be themselves and whatever and then we
1: won't like freak out and kill them
0: so i don't know if they're trying to rule us or if they just want to live in peace among us but okay yeah that was one of them so,
1: like, is it, I mean, does it that did. mean, like, all the, the directors of these alien movies, are they the aliens? They might aliens? be aliens
0: themselves, might be under the influence of aliens. Okay. I don't know. Something like see that. that. Yeah. Yeah, who knows?
1: Well, actually, surprise! I'm one of them! I'm the <laughs> No! Okay!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this was all the part of the scheme. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and from now on, the podcast will be about aliens. Uh, yes. Uh,
1: shoot. I don't want to derail us that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you had some really good experiences with, or at the very least, you had some just, you had a few family members that were just kind of like, yeah, like, thank you for hosting me, but then some that were like, okay, this is pretty fun, like, it's good to talk with.
0: Yeah, and I did love them all, and they definitely helped my exchange a lot, just taking me through life and teaching me how things work and all of that, so I'm really appreciative for all of them,
2: Hmm.
0: and i keep in contact with all of them a bit. So oh, okay. it's nice to catch up sometimes. Like holidays, I'll usually text them or vice versa. hmm Check in and say hi.
1: Hmm. Did you... I know you talked about trying to make friends and stuff. Did you ever make very many friends there while you were in Peru? Or...
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of the other exchange students were really close to each other. Okay. Like, they mostly just hung out with the exchange students, which I get. It was the easy option, I feel
1: like. Yeah.
0: To hang out with people who are going through the same really hard and really cool experience that you are. People who also speak English, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made friends within there and hung out with them sometimes, but I really wanted to make Peruvian friends. Yeah. I just thought that would help me get to know the culture and the language so much more. And that was my goal in an exchange, not to hang out and party a lot and
1: yeah.
0: have a year <laughs> of fun. I really did want to, uh, get fluent in spanish and get to know this place. And so um, my two like main friend groups were at my university and uh, I was in choir there okay. which was so fun. It was Did really, you really it great. All
1: in Spanish too? Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Uh, it helped me learn so much. Like you don't in Spanish class you don't learn how to say like half note or rest or like <laughs> things <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And so I got to learn all of that through choir. And same with any of my other classes, like how do you say whatever tangent or like math words and science yeah. words, and uh, each class its own like its own niche of vocabulary that helped me. How how
1: how do you say
2: tangent? Oh, that was a bad example. <laughs> ah!
0: I don't know. Oh, okay. I have no
1: idea. I just want you to keep speaking <laughs> Spanish because I think it's cool when someone actually knows how to speak. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw some more in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just keep doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so choir was really great. It was... A lot of my good friends were from there. Um, and we got to, like, take a trip one time to a different city to sing, and so that was really cool to get mm. to see another place in Peru um, and just to hang out with them. And a lot of the songs we would sing, like, we sang songs, like, from my city, Like, that said, you know, Peru in the song, or even Arequipa. Um, They're, like, not Independence Day, but, like, the day of the city. I don't know when it was founded or something like that. We had, like, a concert for that. And so it was really cool to get to learn, like, traditional songs or just songs that were, like, really relevant and specific to where I was. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so a lot of my friends were from choir. My other friend group was from my church uh, that I went to there they had a really big like youth community in that church like the girl who led the bible study was like 24 Hmm. and all of the worship team were kids my age and so it was really cool to hang out with them Uh, so those are kind of my two friend groups that didn't overlap much but Hmm. yeah so I did end up making Peruvian friends which I was really really thankful for
1: are you still in contact with any of them or not
0: really. Not as much as my host families. Um, every once in a while, I'll think of, so, like, something will remind me of one of them, and I'll text them.
2: Mm. Okay. Um,
0: actually, this spring, when COVID shut everything down, um, I got to sing with my choir, because they did virtual
1: oh, okay. choirs.
0: And so, they are like, hey, we're online, we can have... Phoebe come back. Yeah, and so I got to, they sent me all the music and I recorded it and, you know, they turned it into a video of a virtual choir. So I got to sing with all of them. That's and so cool. Text back and forth about those things. So that was really, really cool to kind of catch up with them and yeah. sing some of those old songs again and even just sing in Spanish again. Hmm. So that
1: was really cool. Which one do you like singing more, English or Spanish?
0: Uh, Spanish. Really? Just more exciting. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't get to do it as much.
1: So maybe sort of just the novelty of it, or just yeah something along those lines, maybe.
0: And English has gross vowels like water. Yeah, like that's, a, <laughs> that's a terrible noise. Yeah. But Spanish is all pure vowels, like it's a e i o u. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. they're all so nice and so like singing. You kind of have to change all those ugly ones in English from like yeah,
1: yeah, exactly country
0: sound into like nice and coral. But you don't really have to change it in Spanish because it's all already nice and choral. I don't
1: know. I only, oh, fun. I did choir my, mm, I did my senior year of high school and the, what was it, the second semester of my junior year. So hmm. I am, I am by no means a, a very talented singer. <laughs> I, I dabble in everything. And that's one thing I dabble in. Um. But yeah, I remember (laughs) we had this one, like, this one choir director guy who would, like, come in for, like, the festival or whatever, and Mm -hmm. he would, like, be telling us kind of what you're talking about, like, Mm -hmm. no, you gotta change this letter to this letter, and we'll be like, that sounds so stupid, and then we'll be like, (laughs) oh, like, I see what he's saying a little bit, because you're right, we're... Americans are a bunch of country bumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when you say it,
0: the way you sing it, it does sound weird and, like, British sometimes or just weird, but, right, if you try to sing it, like, the way you would say it, then it's even worse.
1: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. How did you get plugged in with that church there in Peru?
0: My first host mom took me uh, one of my first weeks there. I think that was her church she I think we really helped each other out in our faith
2: hmm. like
0: when I moved host families I didn't I kept going to that church but I didn't see her there much anymore I think a lot of the times she went with me or for me hmm. um but I was really appreciative of her for helping me find that community that was one of the things I was most worried about um before leaving like it's a um Mostly Catholic country. Mm-hmm. I think that's even their like national religion. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Do people is that allowed? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, some countries. Oh, okay. not America. Separation of we... church and state. And yeah, I but, like, are you allowed to have a... But not not every country has
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether it's like decreed or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people there are Catholic. Okay. And so I was not sure if I was gonna be able to find a Lutheran or mm-hmm. some sort of Protestant church. Um, this is a a Baptist okay church that i went to there so yeah she brought me the first week and then we would always go together and yeah stuck with it
1: uh what like i mean obviously because you know your upbringing being lutheran if you went to a baptist church would be a little different anyway but like was there anything really significantly different in how they like worship and did their service versus like in america i guess
0: it was a lot different it's actually a lot of the same differences i noticed coming to college
2: Hmm. like
0: lutheran church services have sort of a more catholic feel
2: yeah
0: like it's just more traditional yeah it's all hymns with the organ or the piano not guitars and drums and contemporary music Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like a more of a structure to the service there's always communion and so this church didn't have any of that it was Yeah, like, guitar and piano for music, and it was all these contemporary songs. Um, The church building wasn't really a church at all. It was just, like, in the city next to this park, um, Hmm. and it had... It might have been, like, how is it, like, apartment building below it? It was on the second level. Okay. um, And it was... Just like this big open tile floor area. We would set up plastic chairs uh, for church on Sundays.
2: Hmm.
0: And there's like a tiny little stage uh, and a kitchen and some couches. It was not like a a church feel with, yeah, no, with like pews big, and a yeah. altar and all that kind of stuff. It was much more of a kind of makeshift feel. Mm-hmm. It was a smaller church too. There was like I don't know, 40 people there. Whereas my home church is like 250 people at a service or something like that. 100 Hmm. people. So it was different to get used to. But it was really cool to see something different and make me sort of question my faith and why I believe specific things and Hmm. see my home church with a new eye.
2: Hmm.
0: That's the same with a lot of things in the U.S. Like Coming home, like, the reverse culture shock is crazy. It's so cool. I really want to experience that again. (laughs) Because you just get to see everything that you grew up, like, your whole life with, but with a fresh pair of eyes. And so none of it, it's all familiar, but you don't take any of it for granted anymore. Hmm. Just even, like, seeing how wide the streets are. Or yeah. what kind of cars people drive or what the buildings are made of or the way people look and the language and all those things are just new and different coming back home after mm. having experienced a whole new way of doing it.
1: I was actually at some point, uh, I was going to ask you about that, but I have one other thing. Yeah. I definitely So remind me to circle back to that, that because okay. that's yeah. something that I really wanted to dive into a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last thing I thought about before that mm-hmm. was so you had your like your family your your friends and stuff your church you did a lot of different community but like what about just you like what did you ever like go off on your own and do your own adventures or like how did it all I mean you went to it you went in the jungle for a while that sounds pretty cool so, yeah
0: uh, i see was... any new
1: reptiles and stuff? <laughs>
0: Um, as for solo adventures, um, I don't, I didn't do any of that, at least outside okay. the city. Um, are within the, like, rules of the program, you're not supposed to leave the city without okay. permission or without, like, somebody with you. There's, like,
2: I thought maybe <laughs> there might be
0: something like that. Rules yeah. about that. And, like, everything in the city is public transportation. Not many people have their own cars
2: mm-hmm.
0: maybe I wouldn't maybe say not many people but it's not a majority like it is here um and so like I couldn't just drive and go do my own thing um we did have trips planned um that Rotary
1: mm-hmm. planned out for
0: the exchange so we got to go to Machu Picchu okay. in September and go see Rainbow Mountain and the Culpa Canyon and some waterfalls and all kinds of cool stuff
1: oh, waterfalls are so.
0: Yeah. And then later we went on a trip up north. We went into Ecuador for a few days, actually.
1: Okay.
0: Um, And saw some more cities and lots of like Inca ruins, history Mm -hmm. stuff too. Um, So I got to do some traveling and see more of Peru outside my city that way.
2: Hmm.
0: And my family went on a, like a day hike thing one time. There was a, like a trail that led to a waterfall not too far outside the city. Uh, so I did that with my host family, which is really fun. There's actually also a volcano right outside Arequipa.
2: Ooh.
0: It's called El Misti. Misti Volcano. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we, some of the exchange students from my city got to go climb it. Okay. Uh, it's like, oh, everything was in meters. It was very really tall. It was like. It was a, higher than a 14-er. It was like 19,000 feet.
1: Wow.
0: The city itself was pretty high elevation, Oh, yeah, too. that's true, yeah. So it wasn't like I climbed straight up 19,000 yeah. feet. <laughs> 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 it was not that tall. But we did sleep on the mountain the first night. Like, we had to carry up all our stuff and, yeah. like, set up camp and then got to see the top of the volcano. It's kind of, like, smoky, smelled like eggs, <laughs> sulfur. Oh, <gross. laughs> it was, like, yeah, it was kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there were other little trips I got to do in there, and yeah, the month in the jungle was so cool. Okay. It wasn't like. I mean, it was just a city. It was just kind of just like a humid city with lots of bugs. It wasn't like so, living well, in the well, wild. So like the
1: boondocks or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: it wasn't like. You weren't living in a tent in the. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was still really cool though. We also another one of the trips through itury was to the Amazon, like mm-hmm. to the Amazon River.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and so we spent a week in this kind of hotel hut thing. Like right on the Amazon River mm-hmm. in the rainforest. And we got to go fishing for piranhas <laughs> and <laughs> hike to the jungle at night and yeah, do Whoa. all this crazy stuff. We actually when we were fishing, they we, like Paddled us kind of towards like the shore of the river, and we had like pieces of meat we put on a hook and try to catch them. Mm-hmm. And they paddled us paddle us out like 20 feet away, and then we jumped in to swim. Like after we just been fishing for piranhas, <laughs> so I guess that's a myth, or it wasn't a big deal. I don't know. No one seemed concerned about it, so we were all like, whatever, okay, I guess we're just gonna swim with the piranhas.
1: Uh, you put that one on the resume. Sw- yeah. Swim with piranhas. <laughs> yeah. Check that out.
0: It's like a list. <laughs> uh, as for new animals, I saw a poison dart frog.
1: Ooh.
2: I
0: was super excited about it. It was tiny. It was like red and blue. Um, we went, the like night hike thing I mentioned was just a couple of friends and I, and we convinced one of the like tour guide guys Ooh. to take us out <laughs> on an extra hike while everyone else was like playing in the pool or something. Yeah. And so we went out, um, and we found these tiny little mushrooms that glowed in the dark.
1: What? No.
0: bioluminescent mushrooms in the Amazon rainforest. It was so cool. It was, like, the best day ever. I came back and I was raving. I was so excited. (laughs) And there were, like, leaves, too, just, like, on the ground, you know, the underbrush that were, like, wet and were glowing, too. Something about, like, the fungi or... I don't know. I don't know the science of it, but they would, like, glow while they were wet, and if they got dried out, then they would stop huh. glowing. That's
2: uh, really cool.
0: Yeah. There were lots of tarantulas. There
2: was, like... I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. I wasn't so excited about those. The hotel was, like, up off the ground mm-hmm. since the river would flood and stuff, so it couldn't uh, be right, yeah. like, on the ground. Um And they had, like, a little roof overall, like, the walkways between the buildings. Um, and, like, if you would look up, at night and shine your flashlight you'd see the reflection of all these bug eyes you could like you didn't have to walk far to find a tarantula yikes yeah that part was a little scary
1: i don't mind i think you know seeing one tarantula would be like oh yeah that's cool but like knowing that they're just there yeah not
0: good we saw uh caiman too which is like an alligator crocodile thing little guy no like giant snakes or anything Yeah,
1: and just a lot of, lot of different, interesting things that probably won't see see in America.
0: Yeah, I really wish I could go back to because that was before, I had started studying wildlife biology. Mm. So I was like, I know that I like the outdoors. I know I don't know a couple of animals, but I would love to go back now, or even in a few years after I graduate, Mm -hmm. like knowing a ton more about, just animal species and be able to like know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. Did you, do you think that trip was part of the reason why like you got into that for your major or was that more of a combination of other things?
0: I think it definitely awoke my love for adventure. Hmm. I, I was actually afraid that I was going to, it was going to derail my, plans.
2: Hmm.
0: I um, applied to UNK and like deferred on my scholarships and application and stuff like that. Hmm. So I was set to go, but I just put it off here. So I already had everything for college worked out before I left for Peru. Um, Other kids that I knew didn't make any plans. They just went on their exchange and then towards the end of their exchange started applying to colleges and stuff like that. So that if they you know, a year abroad can change you a lot. And so if they were going to totally change their mind on what they wanted to do, they didn't want to be stuck in whatever they had chosen. And I was a little nervous about that, but I'm really happy I stayed with what I (laughs) had chosen because I'm really happy where I am now. Um, yeah, I don't know if it change my perspective of my love for wildlife, like animals,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but definitely for, like, adventure and travel. Mm. And just it gave me the confidence to know that I can do something like that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how I was going to make it without my parents or my siblings or my friends for a year. Like, starting completely over in a new place is really <laughs> daunting. Yeah. Um. But now I know that I am capable of that. I know that I can be away from my family for an entire year and be fine and still have great connection with them when I come back. Hmm. And to be able to just do stuff on my own and make it work wherever I am, build new connections. So that definitely helped give me the confidence to do more trips like I have been doing and stuff like that.
2: Hmm.
0: It was hard actually with wildlife, um, living in a big city is not ideal for me like that's not where i want to end up
1: yeah i thought it
0: was going to be terrible and it was fine i definitely made it work and i
1: a million people sound yeah. miserable to me like uh, omaha omaha is like ooh, that's kind of big there's yeah. more than there's more than like one lane in the road <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like a huge city like Driving through Omaha or Lincoln or big cities like that, like, they're so spread out. Like, it takes you so long to cross yeah. the whole thing. And, like, Idaquipa has a bigger population size in terms of people than a lot of those cities, but it's dense. Like, it's yeah. just jam-packed. Like, buildings are just on top of each other and so squished together. So it didn't feel big in terms of, like, area,
1: hmm.
0: but there were definitely a lot
1: of people. So it's just, like, way more crowded, though. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And it's in, like... High desert climate. Like it's on the edge of the mountains and it's just kind of dry and brown mm. around it. And so it was hard to find opportunities to be outside in like a green place or mm. like see wildlife. There were some parks, but they were all small and like had fences around them and stuff like that. So that was a challenge too, is not being able to have all those outdoor experiences or just time mm. outside. Like I
1: wanted to. But I definitely learned a lot from it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Trying to think of uh, I had one more one more other thought, but I think I might have lost it, so it's it's just it's, it's gone. <laughs> um let's go back to that uh you started started touch on the culture shock difference. Um what what was the because you've already talked about a lot of differences I guess Um, and just like they do this different here than they do in America I guess but what would be one thing that they did significantly different in Peru than they did in America
0: there's a lot of (laughs) little things I remember like texting my mom every time I mm-hmm. was like this new little thing it's so weird or maybe
1: Just... maybe I'm, I'm trying to I'm uh, sorry I don't mean to cut you off but I'm trying to think of a different way to word this like one thing that you like missed about America mm-hmm. because it was different in Peru Uh,
0: one thing that I miss about peru that they don't do here okay. I'll, co- I'll come back to that but the one i haven't well that tried. was gonna be my second oh, one was the reverse sweet, sweet. So. <laughs> okay. Let's try it the reverse. uh one thing that i really love that they do in peru is just their greetings hmm. um so a kiss on the cheek is how you say hi to someone um or like cheek to cheek it's not really a kiss but yeah you that's how you say hi to someone you know and if it's like a group of people if i was Hanging out with my friends at the mall or something, like you go around and say hi to every person.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And when you leave, it's the same thing. You can't just like, goodbye, wave to the group, and then walk Uh, out. hmm. You go and say hi to like say goodbye to every single person and kiss them all on the cheek. And I think that's really cool. Like it's you don't go unnoticed when you arrive to a social situation or when you leave.
2: Hmm.
0: You you can't really sneak in because you have to go around and say hi to everybody. it just feels, I don't know, personal and intimate, and I enjoyed that a so lot. So you're
1: saying if, if I was an introvert and I, <laughs> I was, try, <laughs> was trying to sneak in late into the meeting that I would not, I couldn't doesn't, get away with it? It doesn't quite
0: work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, in class and stuff, you might not, if you're, like, friends sitting in front of you, you might Yeah. kiss them on the cheek, but, um, yeah, I like that a lot.
1: That is really cool. Uh, Like... And I think you hit on why it was really cool, because, (laughs) and just, and I mean, like, I have really good friendships Mm -hmm. in America. I'm not trying to discredit that at all, but to make it a point to be like, hey, we're gonna, like, I'm going to acknowledge you specifically, like, you. I'm not just gonna, like, say, like, oh, hey, and then, like, focus on one person the whole time, but versus, like, I'm acknowledging you, 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 like, each person and then doing it again, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It probably just makes people feel, like, way more valued, I guess, maybe.
0: Yeah. I definitely felt that way about oh. it, too. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I liked it. So we should bring that back in America. We should do that more. Yeah.
0: It was a hard habit to break, actually, coming really? home. I was like, I want to give you a kiss, <laughs> but that's not totally that I don't, I, don't uh. I, like, feel bad, like, just leaving my friends and not... Huh. Doing it like it felt impersonal, or like this is nothing. I'm bu- I'm saying goodbye and mm-hmm. no one cares. Not that I need that attention, but there were a couple times that like my mom, I would like go in for a kiss on the cheek and with her <laughs> she'd it was be fine. She like now like, <laughs> <are you> <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was cool about it. She was would, like
1: yeah,
0: go with it. But
1: huh.
0: with other friends, like I definitely see that having been awkward.
1: Hmm. Uh, I
0: think if they weren't expecting it.
1: I think we could we could bring back we can bring back hugs a little bit more. I think yeah. that, that's probably a, maybe an in between. Maybe hug. in
0: like a couple months, once everyone has the vaccine. That's yeah. true.
1: <laughs> maybe yeah. That that kind of screws a lot of things up too with COVID. Yeah. But
0: I actually wonder how that uh, has held up with the pandemic. Hmm. Like that's not great to put your mouth so close to someone else's face.
1: That's a very good point.
0: So many times a day when there's a I wonder virus, if I'm yeah. going
1: uh, but you could probably look up, like, statistics and stuff on that, but I don't, I don't oh, yeah. Don't think off the top of my head. But they were either. also,
0: like, stuck at home a lot longer than we were. Like, yeah. our shutdown in, like, March is how they lived for, like, six months. Mm. they were all, like, ev- all the schools were online and stuff like that.
1: Hmm. So,
0: I don't know. Maybe it's because of that. Maybe. They wouldn't stop with their greetings. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I- I'm not... Uh, I don't want to get too political and stuff, but like, I'm like in, my, in my mind, I'm like I'm one of those people i are like, you just gotta hug, man. Like you gotta have yeah. you gotta have connections still with people. And I get it. There you can be you can be smart with how you interact with people during mm-hmm. this time. But I just I do worry, especially just because it's like, you know, people people need people. Like mm-hmm. so. For sure. I don't
0: know. Uh something that I Missed about the U.S.?
1: Yes, the, the other, the reverse. If yeah. you still got one.
0: Was just the amount of activities that go along with school. mm mm-hmm. um, Like, it's a very big part of American or U.S. culture that, like, people in high school are very involved. There are so many options for sports and music groups and leadership stuff, you know, like student council or whatever. There's all these activities and clubs and groups that you can be a part of in high school Um, and a lot of other places in the world. That's not how it works. Hmm. Like sports are all club sports. So they're not through your school, but just through something in your town. Um, And so my college had a fair amount of activities, diaries that you could do. They were not. So like I did, uh, track for a semester. It wasn't, like, a competition, though. It was, like, every week we're going to learn, like, do a taste test of a new event. So we would, like, do a warm-up, do a workout, and then learn how to throw a discus. Or, like, practice long jumping into the sandbox. (laughs) Or, like, Hmm. it wasn't competition at all. Um, They had some other stuff, too, like they had a ping-pong group. Um, there's, like, choir, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely was not the same as high school where you can be involved in everything. It was, like, you can be involved in two. <laughs> <laughs> or none of them at all, which is what most people did.
1: Yeah,
0: And so I missed... It was hard to meet people because that was how I was used to... Exactly. ...hanging yeah. out with my friends. Like, I was so busy in high school that I didn't really hang out with people like at my house or whatever it's always like we're in cross country together so Mm -hmm. we hang out during practice or we're in the musical together so we that's how we know each other and so without that I had to like work harder to talk to people in my classes or things like that um so I missed that part
2: Hmm.
0: and just being busy I like to be busy and I think that's a part again of the American culture is just to like be on the go all the time and a very fast-paced kind of life. It
1: was Um, a little more relaxed. A lot more
0: laid back, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, they call it la hora peruana, like the Peruvian hour. Okay. Um, Because when you say you're going to meet at a time that is not what time you meet, it's like, if you're having a party at 7.30, like 8.30 is when you start showing up. Hmm. It's not (laughs) the time you say. That was hard to get used to. And so everything being just a lot more slower and relaxed and hmm. not busy days it was cool it was good to slow me down though <laughs>
1: just ahead. to have the, the opposite perspective of like okay this is this is how these people do their hmm. life and they're cool with it <laughs> I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta adjust a little bit yeah
2: hmm. Yeah.
1: what is uh? you talked about adventure uh, that kind of I don't know if, like, awoke a sense of adventure or whatever. <laughs> Something to that to that extent. Um, was there any, like, one lesson that you learned that you're, like... Whether that be from going there in the first place, from your time there, or even just coming back. Um, was there just one lesson that you're, like, I'm so glad I went and did this because now I know this.
2: Hmm.
0: It definitely... My exchange definitely made me more confident in myself Uh, just in, yeah, kind of like I said earlier, knowing Mm -hmm. I can do really hard things. Because it was a really amazing experience, but not easy by any means Hmm. to go to a place where you know zero people and you sort of speak the language and you've read about their culture a little bit, but everything is so new. You're just starting from the ground and have to build everything up from there Hmm. Uh, so it was hard but it made me stronger for sure that's not a lesson exactly though I mean Um,
1: you know it is whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: I would say uh, more to the question something that I learned I don't really know whether it's good or bad yet Um, Hmm. but I can't live in two places at once Hmm. That was hit kind of hard in training like keeping up with your friends and family from home. You can't be on your phone all the time texting your friends or FaceTiming your parents Mm -hmm. because that's taking away from where you're living now. And you have to build those connections in that year because if you don't establish yourself there, if you don't make those connections, you're just going to be...
1: You're not really flailing, yeah. You're not really getting anything out of it at
0: all. Yeah, yeah. You don't make the most of the opportunity, and it's just going to be a hard Mm -hmm. year that is not fun. And I really, I think that really has stuck with me, like just not being on my phone so much. um, Social media is a blessing, and getting to keep up with my. Mm -hmm. friends and I'm far away but um, it can't be you can't live in two places at once Mm -hmm. so you have to live in the now be present where you are Mm -hmm. because that's I think more important than whatever other worlds you're connected to Mm
2: -hmm.
0: on your phone like I said it is a, a blessing and a Tool that can be mm-hmm. really helpful when used well, but I think a lot of the times it's overused. So, yeah, oh. living in the present and using every moment because the whole year was like on a timer, sort of like there was a, mm-hmm. a clock counting you down that my there hours. There was an end
1: date to all this. So,
0: yeah, my hours were counting down every, every day because I knew
2: mm-hmm.
0: June. 23rd or whatever I'm going home so I have this many months left this many weeks left this many hours left Hmm. Uh, and that really made me aware of how I was using my time uh, when I knew it was limited and like you said it has an end date like a for sure end date Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a good habit to be in I think to be using every moment of your life for the best you
1: can. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting, and I I say that a lot. It's just kind of like the filler thing <laughs> People I try are not to use those I'm like, mm, yes, and then I'm like, yeah, interesting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I really have. It's interesting that you bring that up because that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently, mm. um, just because you know, like if I'm on a like a group with a bunch of my friends and stuff, and we're talking and. I'm, like, on my phone or whatever. Or I see, like, basically I I started noticing that, like, I'm here with these people and Mm -hmm. half of them are on their phones being connected, which, you know, whether they're connected or not. Like, they're not here in this moment. They're off somewhere else, not fully engaged. And I'm like, hmm, I need to work on that and be like, okay, I... I want to be, like, right here where I am and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's not always natural. Sometimes it's a, yeah. a, a active choice that
1: mm-hmm. I'm
2: not
0: opening the Snapchat I just got. I'm choosing to yep. be here with these people who I'm actually with right now. Yeah. And I'll get to that later.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And then, I mean, I have, you know, this, John is moving to off on his crazy adventures and stuff (laughs) but it's weird for me because i'm like and we talked about this a lot um before you know he left and stuff Mm -hmm. of like hey like what do you like how much contact are we going to try and keep Hmm. with him because we are so good friends and stuff but
0: and have been for a long time yeah for a
1: very long time and so it's like we don't want to lose that at all um yeah, but at the same time, that proximity like does matter, and so basically we, I don't know, we'll see how this goes because he keeps popping into Carney every now. <laughs> <So. laughs> I know, he's been around a lot yeah, for having moved away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so we'll see how it goes. But I think we've kind of both got to this point of like, hey, we need to invest like where we are, like that's where our time needs to go and stuff, and yet still maintain enough contact where we can like recreate a lot of bonds or sort of develop like a new normal in a lot of ways um that's just an example like a more specific one but then even um you talk about like being present because you know your time is limited in this other Mm -hmm. in this other country which is totally true for that scenario but i mean not to get all you know dark and pessimistic but yeah, all of us are gonna die one day like you know unless God brings us home or whatever mm-hmm. before that but like our time on earth is limited so it really does matter to be where God wants you like at every moment so for sure yeah. I started
0: to feel that with college too like starting college it sort of felt like I'm here forever <laughs> like it's yeah. infinite but now getting into like, being an upperclassman, I know how many semesters I have left, then it's, like, oh, yeah, time is still ticking down,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which can be a good reminder to, like, yeah, keep on top of it, keep a vigilant, watch,
2: because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's not
1: all forever. Yeah, which is, you know, it all, like, it sounds sad, it's, like, oh, no, like, I was, you know, like, yeah. if it, like, I'm sure while you were in Peru and stuff, you're, like, wow, this is really cool, like, I don't, I don't want to leave this but at the same time you're like but also like i miss my family and stuff so for sure it was, it was just so many things in life that are like that
0: yeah so bittersweet mm-hmm. and it was different like because i've been preparing to go home so much or like graduating high school like you know it's coming but i don't know it feels like a little more gradual of a transition and everyone is going off to their own places, mm-hmm. but coming home from Peru was like they're all still gonna live their lives Yeah. where I left them.
1: It's but so I just weird. won't be there anymore. Yeah.
0: And with keeping connections, that's really cool that you guys have like talked about that already. Like establishing those yeah. boundaries is really good.
1: Well, and talking about it is one thing; actually doing it is another. <laughs> <True>. even...
0: <laughs> I did not do that. I probably could have kept in better contact with like my high school friends. Hmm. I kind of just cut off a connection like I called my best friend maybe once maybe we texted a couple of times but
2: mm.
0: I I still end like I'm not close to them anymore and I don't know if it would have been like that if I had just gone straight to college like everyone else um but yeah having a year of like complete separation kind of mm. pushed us part which is okay it's okay to say goodbye hmm Because I've made new friends, and I can still catch up with them sometimes. Yeah. I think, like, with you and John, like, I don't think it'll be hard to jump back into your old relationship.
1: Yeah, I have other friends that I haven't even known as long, and it's... Yeah. You pick up where you left off, and you're good to go again. But it's kind of, it's one of those things where you, like, I have a pretty close, pretty close-knit group of high school friends. Mm -hmm. There's maybe i don't know five to ten of us depending on the day (laughs) who's all there but like it's it's cool you can just like meet back up and be like oh you have like changed so much in this set number of days you've done all these things but then just pick up where you left off and be like all right i wish you well i'm gonna go back over here you go back (laughs) over there and yeah like it's cool but it's different when it's like if someone is actively involved in your life and then trying to decide, like, okay, is this is what is the new normal going to be, kind of, you know? Yeah.
0: I think about that sometimes about going back to Peru, mm. which I would love to do at some point. Um, I don't have any plans to right now. Um, but just to go back for a week or two to visit and see all my friends again. Hmm. Sometimes, I, sometimes I think, like, did I build a strong enough connection with them that... Like, would they... Will they remember me? Is it going to be weird to go back? Do I have like a place to sit, stay and friends to see if I were to go back or is it going to be, I don't know. It's hard to know. And I think it probably would be a jump back into it easier than I tend to think,
1: but Hmm. it's hard to know. And I mean, sometimes you never do know until you You just have to see what happens and find out, you know? Yeah.
0: Because it was only a year, and it's been three years since then. But I did build strong connections there, Hmm. Um, especially, I think, amongst the other exchange students, because it was just, like, going through the same thing really brings you together, especially when it's a hard thing to do. Um, So I, I chat with my other exchange student friends every once in a while, and it's easy to get back into conversation again
2: mm-hmm.
0: hmm. it's also interesting to think about going back like it's not going to be the same experience because it wouldn't be with all the other exchange there it would just be me and so maybe like all my Peruvian friends or family would still be around but with the exchange students, like we're never going to be all in the same place hmm. again yeah which is sad to think about, but I don't know. That even happens to me
1: a little bit in, like, these are very smaller extents, but, like, when you go off to college and every time you come home, it's, like, you feel like a lot of this is the same, but it's not, like, it's not. I don't know how to describe it, but, like. I I know
0: exactly what you
1: mean. Yeah. Somehow it's different. Like, I even had. This is really weird. The other day, but like I went home for like a weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I was I was just talking with my family and stuff, and I'm like, they are talking about when I was gonna go back to car. I was like, oh, I'm like I think I'll go back home in like you know a couple days or whatever, and then I like stopped and I'm like, wait, where, where is my home? Is it is it in carney yeah. or is it in central city? Yeah. Like, I mean, ultimately, like my home is in heaven, but like. I don't know. It's just so weird.
0: Yeah, it is. I do call Carney home every once in a while too. Yeah. It Kind of makes you stop in your tracks and think. Because I would call Peru home hmm. too. It's hard to call it that now that it's been a while. But when I was there, it definitely felt like home. Hmm. I mean, it had to be. I.
1: Oh yeah. You don't. Can't want be to... away from home yeah. and not
0: make a new home when you're gone for a year.
1: Well, and it's confusing, too, because it's, like, you know, is it, is it the location? Is it the people there? Is it For sure. the, the culture, the society? Like, what what is it that actually makes it, like, feel like this is where I, mm-hmm. like, need to be? Or this is where I can rest or whatever? Yeah,
0: know? yeah. Hmm.
1: All right, well, um, we're getting close on your time because you... You have a, you gotta get roll on. Um, this is your uh, this is your chance you can share a a favorite memory. It could be funny, it could be Ooh. serious. Um, do whatever and we'll wrap it up.
0: Oh there's so many options. Uh, do a specific. A keyword.
2: (laughs) uh, hmm. Uh,
1: We'll go. We'll go with funny. We'll have a. What was your? Was the funniest thing that happened to you while you were in Peru? Or that you saw? Or trying to help you out here somehow. I
0: know. I know. Uh... Man, I don't know.
1: Okay, well maybe it wasn't a very humorous trip. <laughs> <joke. Maybe.
0: laughs> there were no jokes that year. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> BB was not messing around. This is no, it was a small serious... business. <laughs>
0: um this is not following your topic, but I'll just tell a story.
1: You do tell your story. <laughs> I don't I just wanna if you got something good to share, go for it. This is your last chance, so uh,
0: one of the trips we went to this little island on Lake Titicaca, which is on the border with Bolivia, so the very south of Peru.
1: Okay.
0: Um, It's a tiny island. There's, like, no cars. There's kind of electricity, but barely. (laughs) And we stayed with the host family there. Um, And we got to, like, swim in the lake, which is, like, freezing because it was, I guess it was getting close to summer, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, the highest. Elevation, navigable lake. I don't really know what it means to be navigable. You can navigate it. It's like
1: <laughs> you can float in it without drowning. <laughs> <or>
2: yeah, <something. laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's first, at something. Anyway, it was really cold, uh, and we had like we woke up at like four in the morning to help our host mom go down to the shore where boats would bring like the shipments in for the day, and there's like a whole market along the edge of the water. And so we helped her like buy things for her shop and then carry them up this hill. Cause the whole island was like mm-hmm. a mountain. So you would like walk straight up and go back to the house. And uh, like some of the boys and the other other host families like helped their dad in the field, like working in the morning. Um, so we just got to like live their little life in like kind of an indigenous
2: hmm.
0: place. All off secluded on their own in the island. So it was cool to just like dive into that experience, into their culture for a few days.
1: Hmm. So just a little, another side, little adventure that you had on top yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. Many, many more, hmm. it sounds like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could talk for a long time hmm. about all kinds of stuff.
1: I got you. Well, <laughs> We'll have to talk some more some other time then because yeah well, I, you got to get rolling here soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really awesome talking with you. Um, you too. I, yeah, I just, you seem like the kind of person who just, like, loves to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I and do. So it's really fun to talk to someone because I really, like, I I'm big into, like, just having a sense of wonder about like little things like I'm still kind of like I'm like five at heart and stuff so that and I love getting perspective that's a big reason why I do this show is because I like just hearing from different people and
0: you're a good listener and you ask good questions so it makes it easy to tell a story (laughs) yeah there you go ready to listen
1: yeah so at some point, I got I to gotta do something like this. This sounds like a really good really good time.
0: Yes, that was something I was thinking about, actually. Okay. Like, so many people say that they want to travel the world at some mm-hmm. point or go have adventures. I think a lot of people don't know what steps to take or just don't actually go do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But just go do it. That's hard and vague. I didn't, That's not maybe great specific advice, but, like, now is the time mm. when... Or young and not super tied down to a yeah. place yet. Yeah. Uh, so even if it's a little adventure, just going, whatever. Go walk around Cotton Mill for a day or yeah. <laughs> something. Go do it. Don't wait. Have I adventures. like it. <laughs> if you ever need... Uh, an adventure buddy, a travel buddy, you or anyone listening, let me know whether that's, whatever, yeah. a week-long road trip across the country or yeah. just going out to climb a tree or something. I can... I'd love to help you get outside and have an adventure and, okay. yeah, have a life. Be a five-year-old.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll hit you up sometime. I'll,
0: yeah.
1: We'll, I don't know what we'll do. It probably won't be go to Nevada or whatever. So <laughs> I might make That's it okay. across the street. Who knows? <laughs> everything can be an
0: adventure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that was a pretty good final conclusion to everything. So I'm just going to let, we'll just, we'll just let Phoebe, I, guess, I was going to say, well, I ha- let her have the last word, but then I just started talking again. So <laughs> ignore what I just said and let that be the last word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, it really was a great conversation that I had with Phoebe. Um, I wasn't totally sure how it would go. I didn't have anything written down beforehand. Um, I definitely had thought about questions and stuff. But I was a little nervous because I didn't know like as much about the topic. So it was going to be just kind of... Just kind of, I think I said in the episode, I was flying by the seat of my pants, but I think it really went pretty well. So yeah, hopefully I continue to to move away from the outline a little bit more. Um, I really like having a topic to discuss, that, that'll that probably stay. But you know, I'm learning as I go, and so the show's gonna keep evolving over time. I already said that at the end, but I really do appreciate talking with Phoebe and, and people like Phoebe, um, who are just... Just, they just seem so excited to to be experiencing life. Um, it's very heartwarming to listen to, and so hopefully I can have more people um, like her on the show over time. And obviously, people express their excitement in different ways. So even if I connected more with how Phoebe expressed it, that doesn't mean like that doesn't mean everyone else I have on the show is like, man, I just hate being alive. Like obviously, that's that's not what I'm implying, but. But hopefully you guys, you know, you can pick up what I'm putting down here. So the next episode is hopefully going to be a fun one. I haven't recorded it yet. I have it planned out uh, who I'm having it on the show. And so hopefully it all works out. I'm going to leave it a little bit as a surprise. But uh, just just as a heads up, it's coming out pretty close to Valentine's Day. And I'm kind of one of those, you know, hopelessly romantic uh, type people. So... who knows what we might be talking about might be might be a love story on the show that'd be kind of fun if not then just ignore everything I just said and assume that I had to make other plans (laughs) anyway I'm rambling uh thank you so much for listening to the show if you enjoy it please continue to share it with your friends rate review any of that kind of stuff um just whatever you can do to help it grow I really appreciate it um I appreciate you guys, you know, this show doesn't need to grow, like, I appreciate what I'm doing for the sake of what I'm doing, and um, for the sake of my few listeners that I do have, and so this isn't meant to be a uh, "I want to be really popular kind of thing, but like, I really do think there is value in the conversations that I'm having, and I want other people to share in them, so... There's that, uh, I'm going to stop talking, so have a great day.